Hey, welcome back to the Drivers Podcast. Uh, technically, this is episode three, um, but we're going to try something a little bit different. Uh, we're trying to stay up to date with with automotive trends and news and, and all the fun bits and pieces that go in and out of the auto sphere. That is uh, what we do. Um, so, so we're going to introduce a, a new segment that we're going to try and launch once a month um, for everybody, and, and that's essentially uh, the Drivers Green or the the Electric Vehicle Edition. Um, we haven't come up with a cool name yet, but I'm sure we will in time. So unlike the other episodes where I normally have Uncle Steve on the other side of the line, today I have Thomas, who is the CTO of Car Deals to Me. Um, so we look, we work together, um, but the issue is we don't have the same automotive views, whether that's good or bad or indifferent. Uh, I guess we're about to find out. So say hello, Thomas. Hello. Hello. Oh. I like the driver's green. Yeah, you like that? I just totally, totally made that up. So um, let's, let's copyright the hell out of that thing. Um, so look, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think this will this will be a, a fairly uh, robust. We're going to try to keep it somewhat educational, but also our normal rantage, uh, rantage uh, needs to continue because uh, I think that's what our listeners like. So look, if you don't know who we are, hit subscribe. Check out our other stuff. It's 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 pretty wild and wacky. But let's talk into the drivers green. Um, so so essentially, uh, we 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 need to talk about what's going on in the EV world and. I think it'd be hard to start this episode or this whole thing without discussing Tesla, but, but not, not just Tesla and whole, because you know, my, my feels about that. And I'm sure we'll get into that later episode, but um, in, in regards to Tesla, that made some mighty high promises uh, come model three. And that looks like we're giving back some money. And, and look, uh, here's a side note. Thomas does love Tesla. Uh, so uh, how's, how's that working out for you? Thomas and fanboy world. Oh, fanboy world's hard, especially <laughs> when some third-party reportings agency comes out with with that news. Oh, um, look, look! But it is—it's not even by Tesla, you know. And, and I'm sure that there's plenty of, of refunds. I know we have a mutual friend that probably will err on on a refund. Because Dude, he's totally going to get a refund. I'm going to text him right now, and that'll make it like twenty-four percent. Yeah, it's it's just not happening. People put down about fifteen hundred Australian. Like a couple of years back, sort of stuff. <laughs> Do they get and interest on that money, by the way? And they'd have to. So, like, <laughs> I um, yeah, I've I've been following as you introduced, and Tesla holds about a billion dollars in customer deposit. That's so wild, man. That's for that's for the whole thing. That's like semi Roadstar Model S, Model X, and Model Three, but they're mostly Model Three deposits. That's insane. It's, absolutely it's insane so much money to just hold right and people have just just given that it's like giving it to charity they're just sitting in there and i'm sure that's all going into their like operational expenses into hopefully making the model 3 faster it's just sitting there so, <laughs> but, but elon's like a electric vehicle jesus like yeah, every, every, everyone just follows blindly and he's like i'm gonna make flamethrowers and everyone's like Woo, we love flamethrowers like you know, but if it was, up. but like you know, if it was like Donald Trump, and he was like, "I'm going to make flamethrowers," everyone's going to be like, "What? What is wrong with this idiot? Why is he trying to kill everyone?" Very much so. Yeah. yeah so this, so this rating agency, Second Measure, they come out with this report, and of course, Tesla, Tesla PR flips out and goes, "We disagree with all of their stuff. <laughs> um, we disagree thunk. with that rate, right?" And of course, like Electrek and all of the EV blogs picked it up and were like, "Oh God, everything's falling down and it's terrible." And, they basically said no. Who knows what the real figure is? It's probably around that. I know. It's probably I, like 22.9%. Like 
Yeah, I may have hung on, but anybody with a little bit less conviction in the EV space would be like, no, I'm going to go get one of the, you know, good amount, like five or six, seven other cars, EVs out there that are cheaper and I can get right now, like a, like a leave. And, and, and like, look, while we're talking about Tesla, and look, this is not a Tesla podcast or, or, or cheat chat by any stretch of the imagination, but obviously they, they do tend to hype the beast and, and, and there's a lot of scrutiny on them one way or another. But like, you know, I... Are people going to wait for the faster than an M3 $60,000 Model 3 now? Or, or, or like you said, are people going to be like, you know what, Hyundai maker, whatever, I'm going to go buy that. Because Tesla seem to have this army of, of, of fans who are addicted to that brand. They do. They do. But, but think about the hype, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll lay down the, the, the statement, right, that, was, that went out on their Q1 earnings call, which nerds like us listen to, right? So, so they said Model 3 net reservations, including config orders, continue to exceed 450,000 at the end of Q1. So it stays at about that level because they're manufacturing and then they're getting this drop off. You give me another car that has 450,000 pre-orders before it's even realistically shipping around the world. They only have 20 in stores worldwide, 20 actual cars to sit in. I will be fortunate enough to sit in one, but... That's one. There's only 19 other ones around the globe. That many. I, I can't think of another manufacturer. They, they should have just kept it to 20 and just like jacked up the price massively. That would have been way cool. It would have. Yeah. You look at the top side. You look at the top side on that, right? You know, if they're each selling for about 35K, 450,000. No, no. They're all selling for 60K now, bud. Yeah. Well, they're going up, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the dual motor. And it's the inflation. White and... Inflation. It just keeps selling them and then it keeps selling the idea. It's like a performance version now. Yeah. One of the, the bloggers, they, they were like, oh, I'll get the performance. I'm like, you, you get it. You can order it. Yeah. And look, by the time you retire in 15 to 20 years, you should have your car potentially. You should. But that's should. about it's like $15 billion in, in potential pre-ordered value if they can pull their socks up enough to actually produce them all. That's a lot of money just sitting there. That's the trick though. How like, you know, making make that, uh, procedure happen but look like you know I, I i don't hate tesla and i've driven a few and and they're certainly um they certainly are very impressive and this is coming from a knuckle dragging fossil fuel loving yahoo yeah yeah right like you know i i i you know i dig my performance cars and the more fairies they kill as i accelerate the happier i am but i, I gotta say i was mightily impressed with that um with that model x i drove the other day um but look smashing straight along so so We'll watch that closely and see what happens. But man, I'm not holding my breath waiting for these Model 3s. And, and I potentially recommend most owners don't. Um, but, you know, I, I know you're a, you're a staunch believer in it. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the next few months. But moving yeah. along. So so everyone's trying to get into this EV game, right? Like, you know, Hyundai's got its EV. I think Maz is doing a joint project with Toyota. And and, and everyone everyone's going to be rocking an EV. I think I, was, I read something the other day, Audi's entire lineup. Um, is going to be EV'd, same with Volkswagen's by like 2022 or some, something like that. So that's literally right around the corner from where we are now. But in, in, in saying that, like, you know, Porsche, right? Porsche is being part of the Volkswagen Auto Group. Uh, and obviously they have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, issues, <laughs> shall we say, with diesel. Um, so they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to jump on this new fuel source or this new, new motivation source being electric, and they're really trying to run with that to, to, to be the experts in that field. But Porsche, right? So Porsche is, is rocking around with the Mission E. Do you think Mission E will, will hold a candle to Tesla, or will it be able to jack people away from that brand? A new type of consumer for these, these Porsches. 
I think it, it, it all it all comes down to the sort of buyers they're targeting. I know to me as a younger buyer of tech cars, and, and that's what a Tesla is. It's it's a computer and it has some car on it. That's what it is. If if they can appeal to that market, it'll do well. But I really think that because of the Porsche sticker, it's it's going to be an extremely high end premium price, which is, so it should be right. It's meant to be fast. Yeah, but Tesla's not cheap. Well, you know, that forty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. The Porsche is not going to cost that. It's got to. Well, work sorry, the, the Tesla, the Tesla isn't forty, sixty grand. Like that car doesn't exist. That's like saying Porsche is going to build a twenty grand sports car. That's not going to happen. Like you know, the Model Three though. But the Model the, Three has them, but not the S's. The S's are like hundred fifty. But but the Model Three is non-existent. Like you know, it's it's not a thing. It's like a hypothetical prototype that seven Dude. people have in the world. Believe. Yeah, but like, you know, oh yeah, it's, uh, look, let, let's work off cars that actually are in production that people can buy. You can buy them in the, U- you can buy them in the US. You, you, see, you just you won't get one. You, you, know, you can get them at retail. <laughs> what was, I remember we were, we were over there and we looked at um, uh, Craigslist in February. Yeah, right? there was one. Someone was flipping it. He's like, didn't like it. Yeah, he was like hated it, but he was like he was running for, for like seventy five grand. And I said to you then, I said this is going to be way more than I thought they were. Yeah, yeah. He said right? something about the get yeah, the panel gaps. He was bugged by the panel gaps that weren't even. I'm like, yeah, that'll happen when you buy probably like number three off the production line. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But exactly. I suppose people, but like you know, seventy seventy grand or, or even even thirty grand USD is like what sixty. 65 mm. AU. But yeah, look, thirty five thousand USD. I think that's that's their price point. Yeah, if that ever happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the E, E, the Porsche Mission E will be will be really cool. Uh, I think if it can mimic some of the internal technology, it'll do well in that tech buyer demographic, um, because I think the the, the reputation and the reliability is more likely going to be there. Uh, but then again, I haven't seen other any other EVs from Porsche. At least Tesla has the S and the X, and they've got a level of track record in making EVs. This is first go for Porsche, from what I understand. Yeah, but I don't think. It's going to sound terrible. I don't think the the big actual manufacturers have an issue with the tech side of things. Like cars is what they do. Cars is what they've always been doing. Electric's not new. It's been around since 1914. I've got hybrids. You can get a Macan, right? Yeah, and you can also get all the the, um, emission E like um, Panameras as well now as well. And you've got the e-hybrids and stuff like that. And I think hybrids that stepping stone for acceptance more than a tech play. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people look at it. They're like, oh, like, you know, no one else has got EV. It's like, no, I think everyone could have an EV tomorrow. But I think it's just that general acceptance and, and, and turning traditional buyers and, and mainstream people into evangelists like Tesla has. Like Tesla's got this real ripe core of, of, of those people who love tech, even though things just a car like every other car. Um, yeah. like, you know, it, it doesn't do anything that much more amazing than, than, than drive. Um, and I think... Most manufacturers have a driving car kind of down pat. But in saying that, like, you know, uh, the big news this week as well was was the Jag, right? Jag came up and, and, and let all the journos drive the I-Pace. Mm. And I got to say, that thing, I'm, I'm actually quite a big fan of the I-Pace. Like, it, it looks, it's this weird, like, medium, small SUV swoopy back thing, but it's got, like, race seats in it, and it's it's apparently super quick and, and then really, really well built, which is a change from what Jaguar used to make um and but that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day so like you know do, do you think even something like a jag uh ipace will, will be able to turn these these petrol heads like myself into into evangelists of ev or or is it like tesla holding the candle in the wind and then trying to hoorah everybody 
Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever win you over the EV crowd. I think there's a whole bunch of petrol heads, not just yourself, but a whole, whole big chunk of buyers. They're never going to come across. You know, they're going to drive their old cars and slowly they'll be dragged into a hybrid and then even slower than that, they'll you know, have classic cars. I don't think that that, that big, the older buyer is going to do it. But, but I do think the I-Pace will do really well. It's like sort of mid compact SUV and having mm. sat in an E and an F uh, pace, they're really nice internally and they're not hugely expensive. So I think it'll do super well. But on the on the Mission E, I think the design slightly lacks internally, having seen some of the mock-ups and some of their prototype stuff. I don't know that the doors that open from the inside and the dash is, is a bit lacking, at least in my opinion, looking at some of the, um, the other manufacturer stuff out there, even even the Chinese um, EV manufacturers like Byton and... and um, there's a few others out there. Their internal styling is just a lot better. I just but feel see, like Porsche. You're, you're a big fan of screens, am I wrong? Like you know, yeah, you quite. So. But but you quite like the 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 Model Threes interior. And I keep bringing up the Model Three in this podcast. I'm sorry for everyone listening, but it, it's kind of like a, a prime target to to kind of base a lot of things off. Um, but even like, like a Mercedes S Class, like mm, that exactly. that is one big screen. I actually think it's two screens, but they mold them really nicely. That is as really nicely done and it's you know it's all screen but i guess if you're anti-screen push all the way yeah well it'll be interesting to see what a production version of that vehicle will be like yeah. i think we're going to see its technology filter down before that actual vehicle shows up like you know i, I i'm expecting to see like a 911 ev and that'll break everybody like you know every traditionalist since day one like porsche ran an air-cooled engine from conception all the way through to 90 97 um right and then they switched to water cool which is broke everybody and then yeah. from from there they just have to make the cars even more mental to to make everybody happy so i'm, I'm thinking this next jump from petrol into electric is going to be that next jump again trying to make it even more mental so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where porsche end up and and, and what ends up being the halo car right mm. um because at the moment what well, it's, it's 918 and that is a as a hybrid so you know, time will tell. Hey, but to 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 finish off this podcast, you 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 like the the tech scene, obviously, and 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 you are our CTO, so so you're all over these things. But in in regards to in regards to who else you see being able to being able to really show up and 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 compete in that in the EV space, who are you looking forward to seeing an EV from? Even though they might not have one on the radar now, but you might like to see down the path. Like which brand are you like? You know what? I love to see EV from them. I'm biting. Yeah, and most most folks haven't looked at the Chinese EV scene, and you know it, they're already over there, and they're already in in low levels of production, right? So they've shipped some of them. Mm. There are multiple multiple Chinese manufacturers that will start shipping internationally, and it will be like um, when they initially introduced Japanese cars and the market reception to that. Not that was around at that point. We were kind of paying attention to the space, but I'm sure it was met with trepidation, and people didn't know who that manufacturer was and it wasn't, wasn't a GM brand. And they were like, wow, I don't know if I trust them. Go look up Byton, B-Y-T-O-N. They have these amazing SUVs, all electric, big glass roofs, huge screen, right? Um, <laughs> Screens. Who would have thought? Screen. They've got, not only do they have a big dash screen, they've got a screen in the steering wheel. It's, it's an obscene amount of screens. Too much. Sure, too surely much. that's like some kind of design rule. You can't have a flipping TV in the middle of your steering wheel. That could probably right. Only enter that. badness, especially for those people who are watching porn. Maybe like, that's just a bad. <laughs> only bad in time. China, maybe. But well, I'd, I'd love to see when it ships out here. But I, 
bet my bottom dollar they will start shipping them out here, and I bet as well that they will come out at a really good price. It'll be like the the equivalent of you know the high Hyundai price point when you're comparing it to I don't know, maybe something a bit more European. You're getting the same sort of stuff. Maybe the build quality is a little less, but it's the same gear internally. And they do all electric. So Byton is really what I'm looking forward to. Hmm. No, look, I, I I have seen Byton's little designs, and and look, the, the they look really good. And I, I think I think we've gone past the point of is that vehicle a Chinese manufactured vehicle versus a Japanese versus a European? Like, let's face it, most platforms are global. Most design houses are global. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone's fully building a vehicle internally in one said country anymore. Components come from everywhere. Look at the whole Takata thing, right? Like, yeah. that 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 airbag ended up in everything. Yeah, from one place. Yeah, I know, right? It's like no one else bothered making airbags for those like 10 years of this Votata. No competitors. Yeah, 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 100%. So, so like, you know, let's see see what happens. But look, it'll be be great to have more competition in that space. You know what? For for me personally, I'd really, really, really love Aston Martin to jump on the EV bandwagon, right? Uh, I don't know if they've got things like the Valkyrie and things like that in, in the pipeline, but... I'd love to see like a Vanquish EV or, or something along those lines where it's, it's, it's classically styled coupe um, and, and you know what to expect a premium product and things like that. But with, with EV running gear, I think that would be really slick and that would really, really open up a whole new segment of that grand touring type EV. Like everyone's going for like the world's fastest EV and what are we going at the moment? The, the Tesla Roadster is what, 1.9 to 100 or something like that? Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Yeah. I, I think we're, I think we've reached that point of where zero to hundred no longer matters, and yeah. it's not a matter of how fast you can go; it's what that vehicle can do, right? Like the car's got to be the car's got to be swift. Like no one wants a donkey, but like you know the car's got to accelerate well. But I don't think that zero to hundred times the be all and end all. I think it's got to come down to the feel, the experience, and also the oohs and ahs, right? Like that, yeah. that that's that's what appeals to me about the the Model X. Like you know you rock up anywhere and the doors will go sideways. I don't care who you are or how much you hate EV cars. You're going to look at it and be like, yeah, okay, that was impressive. Going, yeah. Yeah, right. All right, so on that note, let's go in the world and we'll end off this first uh, first episode, technically episode three, of The Driver's Green. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll see if we uh, smash out a few more of these. But I think that was good. And hey, Thomas, thanks for taking your time. And we better get back to work, bud. Chat to you soon. Thanks, bye. You've been listening to The Driver's Podcast. If you liked it, hit subscribe and tell a friend or read more online at thedrivers.co.